Deacon Corey took a little fall this morning and broke his foot. Or did something, that didn't break his foot, he did something to his foot. That's the bad news. The worst news is that he was supposed to preach today. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But um, first of all, just a few distractions. Um, little detail in the first reading. This one I heard as Merlin was reading. Saul says to David, as David is going out against Goliath, this mission impossible, and Saul says, the Lord be with you. I just feel like we say that all the time, and you just respond, and also with you, and it's like, or, sorry, you just respond, and with your spirit, and it's like nothing. But it, in this context, if we realize what we're saying, the Lord be with you, because you're going out against an army out there. You're going against, out against some difficult things. So I just feel like that, that phrase has a lot of meaning if we would give it its full worth. Um, secondly, that say, Jesus in the gospel, when he is about to heal something and they're, they're frustrated with him, he says, is it, is it lawful to do evil on the Sabbath? Like that's part of what he says. And, and he wasn't going to do evil, but he was going to fail to do good, which for him is evil. We're talking about the sin of omission. It's like, it's just as much a sin not to do good when you have the opportunity our Lord just kind of goes there just a little bit. But I was struck, and this was kind of a little meditation this morning. And again, season two of The Chosen, episode seven, does a pretty good job of taking up this um, story. But I was, I was struck this, like, as I prayed with this. Here are the Pharisees, and they, you would normally think when Jesus would come to a town, if there was no faith, the gospel says he could do no miracle there for their lack of faith. And I guess I was scratching my head saying, wondering like, why he made the exception. Why did he do a miracle there even though they had no faith? And I picture these poor Pharisees, and the, the episode kind of shows that this is like a podunk town, middle of nowhere, the stepchild of the Sanhedrin. No one really pays attention to this particular synagogue, maybe. And I think the Pharisees, looking at this man with the withered hand, I mean, maybe they felt like, gosh, you know, must stink to be him, can't get a job, unemployed. But, I mean... Miracles don't happen anymore, so just too bad, you know? Maybe we'll pray for him, but we're more focused on doing what we can do and, and good luck to him. I think they had lost hope. They had lost hope, and with losing hope, they had lost compassion. And they really didn't try to do anything for him. The Pharisees were more focused on Jesus breaking the Sabbath than on the fact that the guy in their midst had this withered hand and was unemployed and could not provide for his family. They had lost so much. There's some, some of the Psalms describe the feelings of Israel. We have no prophet. There's no one to tell us how long this will last. So they, they're, they're struggling, and they've lost hope. And the Lord comes to them, to this podunk town, this synagogue, and he, he's challenging them. He wants them to see. And I'm thinking, like, normally when he sees a lack of faith, like I said, he doesn't do much, but this time he's like, you know what, let me do something to try to jumpstart their faith in spite of their lack of faith. Here, have what you've been longing to see. See what you've been longing to see. You've been longing for the prophet. You've been longing for the Messiah. You've been longing for the answer to the promises. You've been longing and waiting and hoping. In your lack of faith, may you see what you've longed to see. Let the miracle happen. And it happens. And I guess you just would have hoped that they would have said, Ooh, maybe this is it. And instead, what do they do? They're so stubborn. Our Lord, one of the few things our Lord gets really upset about, he says right here, he was angered and he grieved their stubbornness of heart. 
Because even seeing what they themselves had longed to see, they would not see it. They refused to see it. He said to the apostles, many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, but did not see it. He was talking about in times past. They hadn't seen it. But even in the midst of his own miracles, the people would not see it. Not that they didn't see it. They wouldn't see it. Willed not to see it. So we simply pray for our own hearts to always be open as our Lord might challenge us to go deeper in our faith, deeper in our trust in Him, to not hesitate to ask for the big miracles, to not hesitate to go where He's leading us, even when it might be uncomfortable or our doubts might kind of be overcoming us when He's calling us to get out of the boat and walk on the water of faith, and we hesitate in whatever decisions we're facing. He challenges us. And He does what He gives us these little, little hints, little signs, perhaps little miracles, to jumpstart our faith. We, we ask the Holy Spirit not, not to let us be closed to those moments. Especially if you're in a rut in your faith life, if you're struggling in, in, in trying to find that, that joy or that hope in life. Our Lord is not going to leave us hanging. He wants to jumpstart those things. But we need to be open for the moments when the grace comes. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.